Let's begin now. sure this guy that's filling in for Dana Wright never met him just goes by the glass <laughs> comes back waves I'm like hey how's it going man never met you before but I think you think we've met you ever give that the fake head nod someone thought you were like you know George Kittle yeah absolutely <laughs> I don't know about George Kittle but yeah uh happy Halloween man I don't rarely get to do shows on holidays but it is a Halloween evening Yes, there will be some cliche uh, topics, of course. Come on now. Have you ever met me? Last night, some guy was like, who the hell is this? Please bring back Binkley. Ten minutes later, hey, man, would you like to go golf, drink beer, and talk football? Swear to God. Just saying. You're not going to go play nine with that guy? Uh, okay. You know, you got you to gotta earn me back. You got to get my trust. I let my guard down too quickly. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm just kidding. Well, is that your Tinder bio? You know, I never did that. Okay. Right. I, I I lied. I did it for one night because I thought it'd be worth it to do it in like a, you know, do a, what do you call it? Like a high productive area. We went down to uh, Power and Light, me and a couple of buddies at like the age of 28, 29. So this is years ago. And I was like, this will be the night that I do it. And then I found out that people would, like, know that they're in the same vicinity as you. So it was like, hey, I'm in McFadden's, too, would be the message. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know who this person is, but they know that I am in this room. And I literally deleted it that night. Freaked me out. I told myself, you know what? You're good enough on your own to get chicks. And I'm still single. I uh, know it is, uh, it is uh, a Halloween night. We'll have a... We'll have some topics around it. We're obviously going to talk heavy Chiefs in this matchup that is the start of the regular season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, but we'll try to, you know, insinuate some, you know, I don't know, some Halloween topics. Like, how would you rank, like, how would you rank your top three candies for Halloween? Because I don't want to say chocolate, because then everybody just be like, you know, Tootsie Roll, Snickers, Twix. If you could have three candies on Halloween, like if you went to Daryl's door and you said trick or treat and he gave you three pieces of candy, what would they be? If Daryl gave me a Reese's peanut butter cup, a baby Ruth and a bag of Skittles, smile on my face. Thank you, Daryl. Have a nice night. God bless. And I'm walking away. I get my little peanut butter because like nothing tops the, the Reese's peanut butter cup on Halloween. Like it's got to have the highest approval rating. Right. Yeah. Because I always remember, you know, as a kid, you took the pillowcase, you shook it out, and then you'd separate all the candy. And I would remember, like, I'd, I would first count how many Reese's peanut butter cups I had. And then I would count how many Skittles bags I had. But those would be my top three. You disagree with that list? I don't disagree with it. I think my list is different. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking, like, Twix, Kit Kat, mm-hmm. Snickers. Something like that. So you just went heavy chocolate. I like chocolate. That's fun. I just have to have a little. Starburst, maybe. I like Starburst. I got to have a little Skittle in there. 
I always love the little Starburst two packs you always got. It's a hard gamble though. Always get like eight of them. You might get yellow orange. I like all the Starburst flavors. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity Starburster. I'm weird, and I think the lemon Starburst is the best. I know trash take. I I hear it all the time, but I mean, I just somebody says <laughs> Daryl sounds like somebody's giving out Xanax and fentanyl. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey kids. Why does Daryl always have a cold? Um, if you give me Whoppers, I'm egging your house. I like a Whopper. I like malts, though. Like, I want to go to the, the the ice cream shop, get a chocolate malt, and have to suck that straw until you get it. Like a five-minute suck. You know what I mean? When it's, like, that thick and you're about to blow your eyes out? That's... It makes your cheeks sore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that's, where I want, that's where I want the chocolate malt. Uh, James Palmer had this to say about the trade deadline that all of us were probably refreshing our feeds today and still living in Groundhog's Day because it's the same thing every week. I mean, I think things started circulating with the Chiefs, Mike, right, because of the way the performance of the wide receiver position has been over the last couple of weeks and the way it was last week specifically against the Broncos. I think you ask all Chiefs fans everywhere. They said, Brett Feast just signed DeAndre Hopkins. It's easy. It's a layup. Just bring him in. But from what I was told is we're not really going to do anything at the deadline. We know the way Brett Feach likes to stop pile picks. We know the way he likes to focus on the draft, getting cheaper, younger talent around these star players that are making a lot of money in Kansas City. They believe they were just have been sloppy, Mike, over the last couple of weeks with the receivers. They still think they're going to turn the corner. They were never really in the market on trying to make a play at that position. You know, I understand. I, I understand that there is a... Um... You know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, why didn't they make a move? This team needs it. Look, I also get the sense that the Chiefs might be a tad bit pissed, right? There's all that stuff, you know, as Deion Sanders say, all the bull junk against Mahomes. Oh, he's just, he was terrible in that game. He wasn't great. You know, are the Chiefs, you know, in jeopardy of, you know, falling short of what? Your losses are to Detroit and Denver. Let's put those out in front. You've lost to Detroit in week one at home, right? And there are reasons as to why you lost. Like when you look at the Denver loss and you look at the Detroit loss and you ask yourself, did Detroit really beat the Chiefs? Like when you watch that game, was it more so that when you went out of that game, you're like, you know what? They beat our ass. They beat us. I'm good with it. They won. Or was it the other side where we all the next day were saying, man, all those drops. If Canaries Tony doesn't drop that ball in the, the cornerback's hands, that's not a touchdown. She's probably win that game. And they only lost by one. And the receivers had four drops. Seems like a lot of self-inflicted wounds or why you lost to Detroit. We can leave out the no Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. Whatever, if you want to add that to your parlay of reasoning, fair enough. You then win six games in a row. Took six weeks to get all the way back up to the top of the power rankings of the NFL, whatever that means. And then you lose to Denver. And you saw exactly why you lost to Denver. McCall Hardman fumbles. They get the ball. They score. Interceptions, fumbles, field position, and time of possession. When you went away from that Denver game, did you have the same sort of conversation? You know what? They beat our ass. We just lost to the Broncos because Russell Wilson, damn it, he was that good. No. 
when you left that Broncos game, it was, man, the Chiefs looked really bad. Like, really, really, really bad. You told yourself, wow, five turnovers as opposed to one on the other side. They were plus four on the turnovers or minus four. They had three fumbles and they lost all three. Those are the two flaws in two losses. And it's the same one. You beat yourself. And I get it. The final score was what, 24 to 9? It's the first time the Chiefs have been beaten by more than four in 40 straight games. Impressive. It's the first time that Patrick Mahomes has lost on the road against an AFC West opponent. Impressive. It's the first time Denver beat the Chiefs in Denver since 20, what, 14? Also impressive. Streaks end. Was I probably a little too confident in this game? 100%. But the thing is, is that other teams that are in this realm of the AFC have also had flaws, right? Baltimore beat the absolute snot out of Detroit and everybody shot out of their chairs. It's a real big, obvious statement to say that the NFL is a week-by-week reaction every single week, right? We were crowning San Francisco the greatest team in the land They've lost three in a row, and everybody's ready to cut Brock Purdy's head off and call him a fake. Right? Philadelphia, they lose, you know, a few games, and it's like, well, they've got some things they need to work out. Fair enough. Flaws early on. Right? Miami's played two games in which they faced an actual good defense, and they've lost both of those games. Scoring a combined 37. They averaged 35 a game. Flaw. They can't beat a good defense. At least if we're doing bold predictions early in the season. And the Kansas City Chiefs, folks, they're 6-2. and two. Yeah, you lose to Denver. It hurts. It sucks. It's a division loss on the road where you beat that team the last time and they didn't really score until like, I don't know, nine minutes left in the fourth. And you won by 11. And this was a game that was ugly self-inflicted, and could have been prevented. But when you look at the other teams, right, that are 6-2, and because there are four. There's Jacksonville, Kansas City, Miami, Baltimore. Baltimore's lost to Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. Miami's lost to two teams that are really damn good, Philadelphia and Buffalo, right? Two good defenses, two good all-around teams. Lost them. Oh, and by the way, that Miami game, a division loss on the road just like Kansas City loses to Denver. Now, again, Buffalo and Denver are completely opposites, but they still lost on the road in a division game. And then there's Jacksonville, two losses as well. And one of them is to the Kansas City Chiefs. So before we watch the media lose its mind, is this Chiefs team the best Chiefs? Is this Chiefs team in trouble? Is this Chiefs team going to have a repeat offense? Is it going to be a domino effect? Somebody asked Mahomes this and listened to the sass. Make sure that this isn't like a domino effect in Chiefs. It won't be. Thank you. Yeah, meeting's over. He's gone. He walked off. Go ahead. Let's see how this game goes. Because I could really see this game being a pissed-off, petty Mahomes game. We'll get more into that throughout the week. Tomorrow night, no uh, Arrowhead Pride Radio. K-State basketball getting ready to shoot up around the corner. Um, But coming up on the other side, I know it's tough to like heels, um, but a heel versus a good guy matchup is what makes sports so great, and that's what we have Sunday at 8.30 in the morning on the other side of this, After Hours, 610 Sports Radio. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. It's funny you play this song because I just saw, I think it was a reel on Instagram. I'll be on that for like two hours at night for some dumb reason. Uh, and I watched this guy sing the song. He, There's something not right with him, man. Like his face, like if you YouTube it like during next break, his like facial reactions during this are like way too into this song. When was the song even recorded? Does it look old? I mean, it's like 50s. Yeah, that's right. It's a black and white video, and he literally looks like he ate a cyanide pill and tried to perform this song. I'm dead serious, dude. Like, this guy was born to sing this song and perform it the way he did. And at least in 1950s, they probably weren't introduced to a lot of scary stuff, and this was probably just mediocre normal. Um, After Hours... Halloween edition. I think this is like the first time I've ever done a show on Halloween. I can't remember ever doing one. Uh, shout out to all the parents, though, that are trick-or-treating with your kids tonight. It is brutal. That's cold, man. It's always like this on Halloween. It never fails. Like, there is always some sort of, like, tick in the weather. It's either piss-ass cold, windy, and just, just terrible, so you have to wear a jacket to cover up your costume, or... It rains. It's never like a nice 60-degree night, stroll in the neighborhood, knock on a door, perfect night. Like, if I was a kid and I was smart, I'd have been the undertaker every year because I'd have just worn a big-ass trench coat with a hat, protects you from the rain, wind, cold, every year, just the undertaker because there's like four different undertakers you could be. Do you remember your greatest Halloween costume? Like, do you have one that, like, when you did it, you're like, Nailed it. Dude, I don't even have... I I can't think of a great one. Yeah. The best one that I have a picture of mm-hmm. is when I was, like, a baby. I was, like, one year old. Mm-hmm. My mom made me a pea pod. Ah. My face was a little pod. Nice. That might be the best one I had. That's pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got, like, three. I can't think of any good ones. Um, When I was in college, I was a sailor. And I went to college at UCM, Warrensburg. Roll stable. Shout out mules. There's an Air Force base down the street. And those guys would leak over sometimes and hang out at the bars. And it was just kind of ironic. Half of them liked it. The other half were kind of like, yeah, it's kind of, you know, messed up. You never got in any fights with those guys? No, nah, None man. of them were hopped nah. up on it? Okay. That's the thing. It's like they had that poll the other day, like, who would most likely get in a fight at a sporting event? And apparently, I was the one. I understand. They probably think that I just say something smart. Which I've done my whole life, but I've never, like, been in a fight. Um, but, no, I never, like, star anything. A lot of times they went out on Saturdays and at, in college. You went out on Thursdays. Sometimes on Fridays and Saturdays was, like, movie night. But I was a sailor one year. Great costume. It came with aviators, a little, like, Popeye sailor hat, cool suit. Uh, when I was, like, seven or eight, my dad uh, made me a bathe magnet. I wore a black turtleneck black jeans and he took my sister's barbies and duct taped them to my outfit and that was pretty interesting and then i was a hippie one year which was cool because there were like three other hippies at this party 
all females. And I just got to hang out with them because we were hippies. We didn't even know each other. I went to like my buddy's girlfriend's house and she had a party. Never met these girls in my life. And it was just like, hey, let's just hip it out. Let's just act like we all called each other. We're, we're just hippies. And it worked out. One time in like fourth or fifth grade, I tried to be Sub-Zero. It was like an ice ninja. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. It came with like this cool ice sword. Somebody said they dressed up as his ex in college. Full female costume. Dusty, which Ghostbuster would you be? Bill Murray. For sure. I'm not smart enough to be Egon. I'm not clever enough to be Dan Aykroyd. And I'm white. Somebody says they went as Pee Wee Herman one year during college in Warrensburg. Had more girls ask for a photo op than I've ever had in my life. And then when they take the photo, you say, do you want to know how Pee Wee got in trouble? R.I.P. Paul Rubens, man. We, I forget we lost him. Him and Bob Barker. Um, so Sunday's game, a revenge game, I guess, if you want to call it that. I love these sort of storylines in sports. Tyree Kill, Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, Tyree Kill, right? And I know there's a lot of people that want to know, you know, why wasn't this game at Arrowhead? It's a home game essentially for the Chiefs. Peter King, who was on the drive today at 5 o'clock, had this to say as to why this game's in Germany. I think it really came down to either Miami or Detroit. And remember, these decisions are made in March and April and early May. No one knew at the time that this was going to be uh, an offense that was on a historic pace, a good offense, but I don't think they really knew that. And I also think the NFL has this thing. They want to reward teams. They want to get teams to play into the primetime schedule and into big game schedule. They thought Detroit had done that. And so they rewarded them and it turned out to be a great game that they saw the first game of the season. So at the end of the day, even though, and I understand people are not happy, I wouldn't be happy either, but they had such a good home schedule that they had to pick one game to move. And I honestly think it came down to Detroit or Miami. I'm sure everybody there says, well, that's fine. Give them Detroit. We should open with Miami. Well, that's the way it goes, but I think that's why it happened. So it is Miami and Kansas City and Germany and Frankfurt. Uh, Thursday, we will rank our favorite German-style uh, things. I've got to think sauerkraut's going to be at the top of my list. I love some German. A little brat, a little German mustard, a little sauerkraut. I mean, let's do it. Um, but Germany, Frankfurt, this is by far, at least in my mind, the best international game we've ever had pregame, right? I don't know how this game's going to unfold. It could be a blowout, could be exactly what we hope it is, and that is a back-and-forth battle. But this is a game of kind of two different storylines, right? The rest of the nation outside of the states of Missouri and Kansas and Florida will look at this game as two of the top premier teams of the AFC, right? Number one versus number two in offense in most major categories, points, passing yards, total yards. Miami first in all of those, Kansas City second or third in most of them. It's Patrick Mahomes, Tua, it's Miami, it's Kansas City, it's the young up-and-coming, maybe next offensive whisperer and Mike McDaniel, and then there's Andy Reid, 
arguably the best coach in the game. And that's how the nation will see this. Now, as we get closer to Sunday, the storyline of Tyree Kill in Kansas City will be more and more magnetized when it gets to that game. But in Kansas City, at least on after hours, that is what this is all about. And to me, the best part about this is that there are so many factors as into why, to me, this game is heel versus face. The face, obviously, being your fan base, the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And the heel being Tyree Kill. Because the scenarios that go into this whole matchup, right, it's kind of full circle. Because last year, the Chiefs trade Tyree Kill in the offseason. They send him on to Miami. And everybody goes, okay, I guess time will tell what happens. Really liked that Tyree Kill guy. Came in with a bad rap. Kind of fixed his image, won a Super Bowl, was a was a vital person in that Super Bowl with Jet Chip Wasp. And then this happens. It's been kind of the news all week about your podcast that's coming out. Just kind of right. the excitement behind that as leading up to the 10th. Oh man, I'm very excited, man, for it to be released. You know, um a lot of people are getting caught in a lot of people are getting caught into the bait, you know, so it's just like a it was just like a minute snippet of of what the quit like it was just a question. You know, my co-host Julius Collins posed the question to me, and you know, um, as you seen on the clip, I didn't even answer the clip, answer the question. You know, so it was just a question. You know, so I, I just feel like for my podcast, I feel like my podcast is going in the right direction. I got people, you know, panty panties in a wad. You know, mm. so I, I feel very comfortable with that. You know, so I just feel like some things just needed to be said. You know? Some things that just needed to be said. And Tyree Kill would flourish in this role, which was great, right? He goes from maybe not everybody's favorite to a punt return against the Raiders. We all remember it, right? That Marcus Kemp and Tyree Kill's running so fast, his mouthpiece falls out, and then Travis Kelsey does the mockery of the riding the horse in front of Kemp's face in the end zone. And the entire crowd is chanting Tyree Kill's name. And then he goes and does all this stuff after he gets traded and wins the Super Bowl here and starts saying some egregious comments, you know? It got like that probably like mid last season. You feel me? Like, uh-huh. I'm the type of guy, like, I, I I love playing ball and I love, you know, being by the team mm-hmm. because football is a team sport, right? Correct. And it would be some games where, like, I get two targets, I get three targets, and we'll go into meetings and my coach would be like, hey, we, we got to get you involved. We got to get you involved. And I'm like, nah, y'all need to get me involved yesterday. Don't tell me about it today. Exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know how to, like, you know I the do. feeling. So I'm calling my agent every week after they say some some crazy stuff like that. Like, bro, I got to get out of here. So bro. let me ask you a question. Because uh, you, obviously you're not a guy to bite your tongue. And right. obviously, so you go, to, did you go to EB? Did you go to Andy? Like, bro, what's up? I mean, during the week of practice, y'all throwing me all these balls. I get into the game and I get two targets. What, what, what's See, really going no, on? No, 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 no. I'm not like that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna go to anybody. I'm, I'm gonna go to my position coach because I deal with him more than I deal with them. Right. You feel me? And I'm gonna go talk to him. So then things start getting said, and you start to wonder. Okay, maybe he wasn't all about it. The trade happens. The regular season unfolds, and it actually works out perfect for both sides. Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP. Patrick Mahomes leads the league in passing. The Chiefs end the season with the number one offense and don't have Tyreek Hill. 
And Tyree Kill does great in Miami. Now they lose in the playoffs, but they did great in Miami. Obviously, Tua getting hurt kind of stalled that season out. And now that Tua's been healthy and Tyree Kill is thriving, already over 1,000 yards, on pace to break the single-season record set by Calvin Johnson for most receiving yards. But the best part about it is, no matter what, the Chiefs still won. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl. And you can add little layers to that that add to the case that they won even more because... Not only did they win the Super Bowl, but they won the MVP at quarterback without his so-on-so number one wide receiver. And they had the number one offense. And now they finally get to play each other, right? Everything's worked out. Shots were fired. Kansas City didn't respond. And now you get the perfect storm, which is weird how the universe can work. Because what's the number one question for everybody in Kansas City media? What's the deal with this wide receiver room? And now you play a team whose number one wide receiver used to run routes with this offense, and they don't. And the one maybe flaw this team has is they don't have an alpha dog wide receiver. And the one thing that this team they're playing that doesn't have to worry about is who's their alpha dog wide receiver. Both teams win last year in the trade. Now both teams play each other, and it's been too damn long before this game is going to be played. So, it is heel versus face. And I love it. This is what sports needs. Nobody's going to get malicious or hurt each other. This is just what it's going to be. The timing's been great for this. Last year was a best-case scenario. And what will come of this is amazing. So, hopefully, we get a great game. Hopefully, they shut him down. That'd make it even better. If not, it is what it is. We talked about this wide receiver room and its flaws. Marcus Spears had some audio today that I thought was interesting. We get into that. Coming up on the other side on 610 Sports Radio, you're listening to After Hours. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had one long horn and one big eye. Like a Mr. Shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. Can I be so honest with you? Strange to me. Yeah, always. This is the first time I've ever heard this song, and I had no idea where it was going. Seriously? A one-eyed, one-horned, purple people eater? Yeah, flying purple people eater. Yeah, I'm blowing my head off if there's something like that flying around the sky. I don't want to die like that. It's a Halloween song. It's like a fun, which, yeah, 1950s song. Which, if you've gotten the theme already, every time we come back, we're going to have some sort of Halloween topic incorporated with it. Do you think Halloween is the second most, like, decorated holiday? They were talking about this on the drive earlier oh, they were? or something like that. But like we spend a lot of time on Halloween. There's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that get goofy with Halloween. Now, hear me out. Let your freak flag fly. I don't give a rip what you do with your life. I'm here to accept everybody. I, I, I promise you that. But, man, you don't see like a blown up turkey in someone's front yard or like a what do you call it? I mean, sometimes you cornucopias. Do. You don't really see yeah. that. See, that's what somebody said. That's a penis. That's what I thought. A one-eyed, one-horned, purple people eater? That ain't no, that just, you got, you got hogs flying around in the sky. I'm not trying to die that way. 
Did you hear how Frank died? Huh. Well, Should have seen it. His wife just hasn't been the same since this big purple-horned, one-eyed thing came down and just ate him. Bit his head off. Middle of mowing the lawn. Had no idea it was coming. Literally. Just a premature death. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, someone asked if Monster Mash. That was the first one we played. But, no, so, like, do you think, like, if you did a poll of, like, what people have more anticipation for decorative-wise, Halloween, Christmas. Because here's the thing. They're kind of similar. Now, one is very demonic. The other one is very anti-satanic, right? I'm not saying Halloween's satanic. Don't get me wrong. But, like, obviously, Christmas is a religious holiday. Halloween, come on. But people go to Halloween parties, right? Dress up, costumes, whatever. Have fun. Do your thing. Little fake blood, role play later on that night. I don't know what you do. You know, I would assume there's a lot of role play on Halloween. Am I wrong? Text line, am I wrong? 913 586 7610. Is role playing at its highest during Halloween? You already got the costume ready. I mean, you don't have to try. Yeah, it's half the battle. Like, you could be Indiana Jones and just be like, I'm going to, I'm not going to break character. I did bring the whip. I guarantee you it's the highest it's ever been or New Year's Eve. We're a rich couple tonight, Stanley. We're going to have tea before we do it. Okay, Victoria. Um, but you think about it, like, decorations in the front yard. You go, <laughs> am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Okay. That just tickled me. That was good. All right. And, uh, you know, you, 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 you go out to Halloween parties, right? You dress up. You do your thing. Somebody hosts Christmas, right? Same thing. There's Santa Clauses, there's elves, there's Frosties, there's frozen pieces in the front yard. You go to ugly Christmas sweater parties, right? There's pop-up Halloween bars. There's pop-up Christmas bars. We just, the hell with Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday, too. But we're going to skip right over it, yeah. right? You're already going to have Christmas decorations ready to go in aisle eight at Target. Somebody had Christmas lights up while I was driving home last night. Oh, I'm sure. But there's a lot of people who spend a lot of money on Halloween, man. A lot of money. Somebody said, if your light's on and you're not passing out candy, turn that damn thing off. Also, what kind of candy person are you? Do you trust the people? Do you open up the TV tray, set the bowl out there, and say, take two, happy Halloween? Or do you want the, oh, look, it's Iron Man and the Hulk. I would hand it out. Yeah. Because I knew enough people, like in junior high and high school, who mm -hmm. would run by and just, just take it all. Mm -hmm. Not about that. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween, Halloween should be for children. Yeah, to certain, to certain points. I mean, when I got to college, man, I really liked Halloween. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about the candy part of it. Like, when I got to college, Halloween was like when, when the kids walked into the chocolate factory in Willy Wonka for the first time. Like, my neck hurt from just looking everywhere. You know, you went from princesses to, like, leather. Halloween in college, God. That'd make you think twice you want to go to school the next day. Um, <laughs> Halloween is like Christmas for adults with hypocrisy. Yeah. I dig it. I just didn't know what people got more excited for, Halloween or Christmas. You're listening to After Hours of 610 Sports Radio. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens with you. Um... I want to play this audio from Marcus Spears about the uh, the Chiefs and the wide receiver problem. It wasn't as simple as the illness. Uh-oh. 
time after time watching this game, I saw Patrick Mahomes have to hold the football mm -hmm. and run around. And yeah, we get enamored with Pat Mahomes and the plays that he can make improvisational-wise. But if you look at this game, as I watched this tape on the plane this morning, it was so much of this. It was so much of trying to figure out where am I going with the ball. There was no timing and efficiency outside of the times that he threw to Travis Kelsey and the one that Scott Moore dropped. They have a wide receiver problem in Kansas City. Yeah. And Veach, the general manager, who we've lauded and done a phenomenal job at building this team in the midst of paying Patrick Mahomes the type of money he's paid, paying Chris Jones, paying Travis Kelsey, they have not, they have yet to identify a guy on the outside that can consistently yeah. win. They've had up moments where you say, okay, this might be the guy. He may be coming on. But yesterday against Denver, flu or no flu, it was him holding the football, waiting on someone to uncover. Okay. Grant, you trust this receiving core to figure it out the rest of the way? Because we're halfway through, and we've had half of a season to see what we have. I, I did for quite a while. Yeah. I did for the first six, seven weeks probably. This last one was pretty tough to stomach. You, you think, I must have said it 20 times on Sunday and yesterday. Yeah. If they're going to turn the corner, guys like Sky Moore are going to turn the corner, he probably's got to fight through the arm hold and haul in that touchdown catch. You, they got to start making plays like that consistently for them to have that sort of trust. I'm, I'm not sure we're seeing that. Do you put both losses on the flaw that is the wide receiver core? No, you can't put both losses. I mean, I think we talked about it. The, yeah. the game on Sunday was a bunch of different things. I think there's probably 10 different reasons they lost that game, but receivers have been issues in both games. Right. Not the main reason, but definitely a reason. Sky Moore drops a pass in the end zone or doesn't catch a highly contested pass. It's a tough catch, but to catch, you got to make it for the NFL receiver. MVS fumbles. Yeah. McColl fumbles. fumbles. Yeah. It seems like the one, like, what is it in Star Wars? Like the little spot that Luke hits in the Death Star? Yeah, it seems like the, it seems like the only way for the Chiefs to implode is if there's that small percentage chance that their wide receiver core is just complete zero. They've lost two games. And in the first game, they had four drops. One resulted, or two, I get one actually resulted in a pick six. And then the loss here, Mahomes did throw two interceptions on his very own. And... The other three turnovers were fumbles. So it's just, you know, maybe a hiccup, maybe a, a, a skid in the road, but it seems that the both times they lose, it's the wide receiver core. They didn't make any moves. We've talked about this core since before they went to camp. We talked about it in the draft. What receiver are they going to go up and get a draft? Are they going to go get a wide receiver in the offseason? Odell was out there. Adam Thielen was out there. DeAndre Hopkins was out there. And they didn't do it. They held Pat. They stood still. And they have the resume to do so. I get it. Juju Smith-Schuster is not on the roster this year, and it'd be awesome if he was if he had the same sort of year that he had last year. And on this roster this year, you have Sky Moore, who's a second-year player. Technically, Kadarius Tony's a third-year player, but he's played a total of probably one full season. And MVS is MVS. He's a wide receiver three in an offense. Any offense. Maybe a wide receiver four in some offenses. That's what he is. And in this offense, it looks as if he's supposed to be a wide receiver two. You also have Justin Watson. He is what his card says as well. So this is your group. 
if things are going to change, chemistry and trust have to be a little bit more evaluated. Because if you're Sky Moore, you got to look at Pat in the eyes, dead serious as a, as, as a player, say, next time you throw that pass, I'll catch it. I, I will catch that pass next time. And then do it. Canarius Tony, stay healthy and be a valuable asset in this team. Prove it. Do it. Build the chemistry. We've got to see it. Coming up on the other side, tiebreakers. They're important. You've got one, possibly for two. And who sits at the top and who you should fear when it comes to the AFC? This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Shivers down your spine. Shrieking skulls will shock your soul. Seal your doom tonight. Spooky, scary skeletons Ugh. speak with such a screech. Love it. You'll shake and shudder in surprise when you. Happy Halloween to everybody in Kansas City this evening. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Grant Nicholson, Dusty Likens with you until 9 o'clock tomorrow. No. Uh, Arrowhead Pride show, but then we'll be back Thursday for a full three hours. No players only because Dan Hughes will be on a flight to Germany. Um, and then Friday we'll be back for three more hours as well. Sunday, no show for obvious reasons. Okay. Um, you got a Halloween movie that, uh, you know, we were talking about Christmas and Halloween, how they're very similar in the way people celebratorily get after it. I'm not a Halloween movie guy, but I am a huge Christmas movie guy. I was going to say, I'm not really a Halloween movie guy either. I'm not a horror movie fan. No. So that makes it tough to find I a, hate a good one. hate horror movies. There's only like a few that I will watch to this day. Does The Nightmare Before Christmas, is that a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Yeah, that's a hybrid. Okay. You can watch that on both. That's like the, the rare switch hitter of holidays. It's like the Chipper Jones. You can of, go lefty or righty. Yeah. Yeah. Because you'd be like, well, it's Jack Skeleton, right? It's 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 Halloween, but they celebrate Christmas. And Christmas, you're like, well, they, they're they celebrating Christmas, you know? Jack Skeleton, he's third baseman, right? Mm. He's an infielder. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I was say, he might be he might be Pete Alonzo. I feel like Jack might have been a bro. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the only, like, real Halloween-ish movies I like to watch... Uh, I found myself watching Jeepers Creepers the other day. I didn't really mind that. A little weird, right? I feel like like Disney Channel always had a good Halloween like movie. Yeah, options as a younger as, as like, a, well, yeah, okay. As a younger I thought maybe you're talking about like this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like the Goosebumps uh, series on Saturday morning cartoons, but that wasn't really Halloween. Um, I don't mind Saw One. That's okay. I didn't know there was ten of them. By the way. Like Saw 10 just came out. I've seen a bunch of them. I've seen a bunch of them. I don't think I ever need to see them ever again. Uh, Top three movies I never see, never need to see again. House of a Thousand Corpse, Devil's Rejects, Hills Have Eyes. I don't ever want to see those movies again. I was a grown ass man and I didn't sleep for three weeks after I watched the Hills Have Eyes. Three weeks. Um, you know what's a great Halloween movie? Halloween. Lep in the Hood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody says, I'll watch the Chainsaw Massacre. See, I don't know what. I just don't get that, man. I don't want to wake up to somebody, you know, Leatherface. 
The Adams Family. I did watch that the other night. Uh, I mean, Fester had to know that that she wasn't into him. I mean, Chris Lloyd, bald, fat, black eyes. He had to know that lady wasn't into him. That she was just there for money and wanted to kill him. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to stay up late one night, and my dad wanted me to learn my lesson. And he said, uh, "Well, we're gonna watch t- we're gonna watch two movies tonight before we go to bed on Halloween. If you want to stay up, that's up to you. But we're telling you, you should go to bed because these are probably a little bit out of your your realm." And we watched Candyman and It in the same night. Traumatized. You're not staying up to watch movies again for a while. Dude, I sat up cross-legged all night. My parents came in the room next morning, like, ready for school? I was like, never more. Pray to the Lord above that that sun came up quicker than it ever had before. And it's October. It's November 1st. So it comes up real late. Scariest night of my life. Candyman, it, in the same night. But I learned my lesson. <clears throat> and another lesson that I learned is that the Chiefs are still 6-2, and two, and the playoff picture is still the same. So for those of you that, that, that got the narrative from the media that, oh, no, sky is falling, look out, nothing changed really, right? Your number one seed, if the playoffs started today, is the Kansas City Chiefs. The road to the Super Bowl still goes the same way it did the last five years. The two seed is Miami. The three seed is Jacksonville. The four seed is Baltimore. The five seed is Buffalo. The six seed is Pittsburgh. And the seventh seed is Cleveland. Who, preseason, had three teams coming out of the AFC North? Thank you very much. Now, the thing is, with this being the picture, it makes this game a little bit more intense. It adds to the layer that is this game. And this game has a ton of layers. Call this the lasagna game if you wanted to. Because a one seed is on the line. Not only that, but a tiebreaker is on the line. There are four teams that are six and two, one of which you already have a tiebreaker over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The other one, Miami Dolphins, which you can dictate your future on that. How many times have we seen this before? Right? Just take care of business on Sunday. You don't get to play the Ravens. But if you essentially can win Sunday against Miami, you separate yourself that much further. It makes that Denver loss look like a scraped knee instead of a, you know, instead of a six-inch cut. Does that Denver loss hurt? Absolutely. Should you have lost to Denver? Absolutely not. Did you? Yes. It is what it is. Move on. But there's no surprises here, at least on my mind. Buffalo and Miami are in. The Chiefs are in. Jacksonville's in. And it's a three-team race in the AFC North. I think this is how the playoff picture is going to look. Now, Cincinnati's not in there yet, but that's going to be a team that's going to have to have a fight to stay in that NFC North. We know they struggle against the Browns. They got to play the Ravens and the Steelers. So that dog fight, there will still be three teams. Who makes it? Who doesn't? Probably the Browns see their way out, but they're still there today. Through eight weeks. But tiebreak overall, but one with a win on Sunday makes that game that much more important. So gear up for what we've been calling all year. More than likely, if I had to say it right now, you're going to get a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, AFC Championship game because that's the only thing we've missed, right? We've gotten the bills. We've been spoiled with the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Let me get a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, AFC Championship game in Arrowhead and bring the Ravens to town. A lot of storylines. But again, take care of business on Sunday. You control that one seed narrative moving forward because, again, you win, you buy, you play Philly, then you get Buffalo and Cincinnati on the back end of that schedule over the regular season that does start for the Kansas City Chiefs. Grant Nicholson, I'm Dusty Likens on the other side. This might be one of the better weeks of the NFL football schedule in week nine. I'll explain why, because there's a lot of key matchups and a lot of different areas you can go after one week of football. I know that sounds redundant, but it's the truth. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I'm Kareem Abdul. 